0: Welcome to Talk No Jutsu, I'm Smug Donuts here with my wife, Spiral Fishcake, and we're here to talk about anime.
1: Anime is an important part of our culture!
0: On this episode, we're going to play a game called Best Boy, Best Girl, and then we're going to talk about some anime we've been watching recently, like Tokyo Revengers, My Hero Academia Season 5, Beastars Season 2, Dragon Maid S, and more
1: like smug donuts mentioned we are going to play best boy best girl so we are going to draw some anime out of a hat and we're going to talk about who is the best boy and best girl from that anime so smug donuts are you ready to get started
0: heck yeah i am
1: all right well let's go let me mix some of these around in here okay code geass so who do you think is the best boy best girl in code geass
0: For girl, it's always going to be easier for me with girls. All day, Cece, for me.
1: Really? Cece? Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's super easy. I love Cece.
1: I'm going to have to go with Euphemia here, personally. She had a good heart. She's very kind, very caring, very strong. I think I like that Euphemia has a very tender, gentle heart, so I'd have to go with her. So is your final answer for the girls cc cc
0: cc all day i feel like cc is a long-term one of the best
1: i get that i guess i hear what you're saying cc is a pretty cool character but
0: also neither of us have anything in particular against colin it's just
1: i have things against colin (laughs) i have personal feelings about colin she's not my favorite she's kind of whatever Shirley was always the one for lelouch that's all i'm gonna say best boy
0: all right let's be real here Suzaku. lelouch or suzaku
1: it's suzaku it is suzaku and i know people will not agree with me on this because everybody around lelouch. Town lelouch all day loves lelouch yeah yeah, yeah, whatever. yeah. whatever whatever is that your answer lelouch. <laughs> lelouch lelouch is cool he's playing 10d chess i will always like
0: Chunebio characters <laughs> and he's the best Chunebio because he thinks it's real he never realized that his whole Chunebio thing is like a phase he's going through he's got some superpowers and he's like using his eye ability <laughs>
1: and like But his code geass is real it's not a fake ability <laughs> it can't be middle school chunibio syndrome right, if it's sure, real sure
0: sure whatever you say it doesn't mean that every time he uses it he has to like be he, so chuny about it he's
1: so extra <laughs>
0: He is really extra.
1: You know, I understand that Lelouch is a really smart guy and has some really cool plans and all of that, but he honestly frustrates me a lot. So I'm going to go with my guy, Suzaku. He's a great friend. He really was clutch, especially at the end of the anime. He really pulled it out. And I really liked his relationship with Euphemia. All around yeah, yep. good guy. There's I would a lot say. of
0: good characters in the show. I feel like as long as your best boy isn't the dad, Charles, Britannia. Or Ugh, like yeah. um or Mao the creepy dude. Yeah. Then I think you're probably good to go. There
1: are a lot of good characters in Code Geass, I will say that. All right. Dragon Maid.
0: Let's do best boy first. Best boy Fafnir, Fafnir obviously.
1: <laughs> I think we all can relate to Fafnir. He's grumpy, wants to be at home same honestly
0: best girl
1: who is best girl
0: this is gonna be a very close three-way tie between kobayashi toru and kana for me but i think kana all day i think she's so cute really yeah
1: i don't really understand your love for kana
0: she has this really cute pink and like light purple character design yeah and she like is very curious about things and very serious most of the time but it's really cute and plus i like it when characters who lays around and watch tv and dance yeah
1: and i mean she is adorable and Like eat
0: things i mean toro and kobayashi obviously have a great relationship so it's hard not to appreciate them but at the same time kana is just op i, I love kana
1: i'm gonna have to go with kobayashi on this one i love kobayashi
0: Kobayashi when she takes off her glasses.
1: Yes, she That's looks so peak cute. Moe.
0: Peak Moe
1: right there. She looks so cute when she took off her glasses when she was asleep in this most recent episode of Dragon Maid S. Yeah, that was great. I like Kobayashi because I feel like she's this really interesting character because she doesn't always wear her emotions on her sleeve, but she's also very kind and caring and loving to everybody around her. And everybody in the group really feels like they can trust her and tell her how they feel. She's a very safe and sweet person, and I really like that about her. She isn't afraid of nobody. Like, she literally has talked to dragons, and she's take a name on no problem even though she's just this tiny human lady and I just really like her I think that she's brave and kind and smart and funny and everybody around her really is drawn to her okay host club obviously there's like one girl in or on high school host club and that's Haruhi
0: I think the best boy is Haruhi
1: (laughs) Haruhi is both best boy and best girl so Haruhi obviously best girl who's the best boy Tamaki Tamaki yeah for sure obviously obviously other people act like it's the twins but that's so not true I
0: think they did a great job with the twins I really like the twins if Tamaki didn't exist I would pick the twins
1: yeah but people be up in here acting like the twins are better than Tamaki but
0: Greg Ayers plays one of and the Todd twins Haberkorn. and ha- Todd Havercorn and Todd havercorn plays the other
1: I know in the dub they do and that's great and all but they are not as great as Tamaki who's a great character funny hilarious prince type of character which usually I don't really like those kind of characters but the way that he interacts with Haruhi and fawns over her constantly and isn't admitting to his feelings about her is fantastic I love it I love their dynamic he's a great character and she is so down to earth and doesn't care about fancy stuff and he's like this fancy man and I just love the two of them together I
0: think I would prefer the twins if being twins wasn't part of their personality yeah, I feel like, like if so a much of their struggle of wasn't like, oh, can Haruhi tell the difference? Oh, she can, right? Like, like we're that twins, in so our life Interesting. but they're great.
1: They are great. All the Host Club characters are pretty great. It's just that Tamaki outshines the rest. Samurai shampoo.
0: Best girls, Fu. Fu. <laughs>
1: she's, she's like the only girl.
0: Jean is best boy. You think so? <laughs> no, that's just what I knew you would say. <laughs>
1: Man. i really thought you would agree with me about gene i thought maybe you would come to my side of, of things but you're still on the mugen train mugen's still your man
0: yeah it's just the way he fights <laughs> is so cool it is and he, he has he this like devil may care attitude i think it's really cool the thing is i love gene so i feel like it goes either way but if i had to pick i like mugen
1: Mugen's pretty cool. They're both great characters. But listen, Mugen is this chaotic fun guy and all that. But Gene is like a gentleman. He's just (laughs) cool. He doesn't really have to act cool or anything. He just is what a swordsman should be.
0: I guess I always felt Jean always felt like some old man and Mugen felt like the cool kid on the block. It always felt like Fu wanted to
1: date Mugen. She does want to date Mugen, I swear. I don't think that Jean is like some old man. He's just very, okay, maybe he kinda is like <laughs> an old man, but I like that about him. Yeah. I like that he's very formal and respectful and takes his job seriously. I like that about him too. I like that. I think that that makes him better than Mugen. It's like, just
0: to me, there's something charming about the way Mugen is.
1: Yeah, there's something charming to me about the way Gene is. But he's a very gentlemanly, nice man. I just think that Gene is the best boy. But they are both <laughs> all great. right. Well, whatever both you fantastic. say. Both fantastic. Up next, My Hero Academia. This one's a tough one, huh?
0: Uh. Okay.
1: I know who my best boy is.
0: All right, let's do best boy then.
1: For me, it's Bakugo.
0: Oh, wearing, shocker. <laughs>
1: wearing a Bakugo t shirt as we speak. I know not everybody likes him, but I like him. I find him hilarious and fun to watch, and I have enjoyed his character development, especially during this past season.
0: I have trouble with this one. Maybe All Might? Really? Yeah, I stand All Might. What? Nothing. He's cool.
1: I mean yeah, he's cool. He's like a good teacher. Prefer Aizawa over All Might. I could see that. Aizawa just cracks me up. Sleeping in his sleeping bag, being all lazy and stuff. Boss always being there for his students i don't know pretty there, cool though there's
0: something that i really admire about being a strong leader but then also knowing when to train future leaders to take over to That's me there's true. something admirable about that
1: yeah i do really respect all might in the sense that he was the hero and then he kind of realized when he would need to change that up and help other people sort of take on his mantle and, and yeah from
0: there Ad- admittedly he was forced into it sure i I don't think he's the kind of person that could do anything but be forced into it unless he had a really good reason he would hold on to that number one mantle forever
1: right who is best girl in my hero academia
0: they're all great could be any of them
1: wait there can only be one best girl
0: yeah but could you really pick between ochako and froppy and
1: that's it like Those the two. pink
0: girl i don't remember uh, <laughs> the, the <alien>. invisible one <laughs>
1: Obviously, it's Ochako or Okay, we got to pick one of them. I think I'm going to lean towards, and I hate to say this, Ochako on this one.
0: Really? It's not the mountain?
1: Mount Lady. Mount Lady. (laughs) It's not Mount Lady. It's not Lady Midnight. I got to say, Ochako is best girl between the two. I mean, she fought Bakugo and she did a really cool job. You know, when he was breaking all those rocks, she was keeping them up in the air to bring down on him. I think that she's really kind and caring and i like how she's really been there for deku throughout the series and i've enjoyed seeing her character development throughout the series and she's been getting stronger and braver and more sure of herself and so i really like that what are your thoughts
0: respect respect
1: but you don't agree with me
0: it's himiko toga (laughs) (laughs) the answer
1: (laughs) Why did I completely forget about her? <laughs> the
0: answer is Hibiko I feel
1: so bad.
0: And if she's not the answer, then it's Aerie.
1: Gosh. Never mind. Changing my answer. Forget Ochako. <laughs> How did I forget about Aerie? Aerie is the best girl. She's so cute, and every time she's on screen, it touches my heart. She's so adorable, and I love her.
0: Yeah, I, I was honestly just messing with you, trying to see if I could get you to say Ochako and Froppy. <laughs> really? Because <laughs> I, I really do believe that we both really like Froppy and and
1: I uh, do Ocha- really like Froppy and So I, I thought you
0: would say one but of Aerie. if I made you forget.
1: I can't believe that Ares is the best girl. She's so and, cute. And
0: honestly, Lamillion is like a really great boy as well. If I didn't pick All my, I would pick him.
1: Yeah, Lamillion's pretty great. He's pretty high up there for me, I'd say. I know a lot of people love Todoroki and all of them, but I would say for me, it would go Bakugo, Ida. I love Ida those two are pretty close actually and then I would probably say Lamillian. I really liked his positive and sunshiny personality and of course when him and Aerie are both on the screen together it's like mm-hmm. the most yeah well, if I don't I pick seen. on
0: personal favorites and it's not all might and toga then it would be Aerie and Lamillion. just emotional reasons nothing else it's yeah. just that when I see Aerie, I get emotional. And when I see Lamillion, I feel like might be kind of a Mary Sue kind of character, but he's just so pure. and yeah, That's wonderful to me. Like it he has wonderful. these ideals and he's going to go after them no matter what. Super idealistic. And he gave us up everything just to save one person.
1: So next we have Death Note. There's not a whole lot. I mean, there's Misa. Misa
0: is best girl. Misa
1: I didn't think I'd ever say that in my life, really. Why? I don't like Misa. So I think the real question is, who is best boy between Elle and Light? Light. What? Are you serious? Yeah, I'm serious. Oh my! I thought we were a house united for Elle. <laughs> I did not know. I had no idea.
0: Well, here's the thing. At first... I thought I would never think this way, but over time, I think that my mentality has just grown to appreciate edginess more than quirkiness over time.
1: Light is literally evil.
0: All right. You know, that's very convincing that you say that. Okay. Because like he does kill a lot of people.
1: Yes, he does. He uses his death note. Anyway, I'm not holding
0: that against him. I think that his edginess is very funny. (laughs) it's kira that kills people light is just some boy
1: they're okay (laughs) okay obviously we feel differently i think l is the best boy he solves lots of problems he's very fun and quirky he says hilarious things i agree he's very smart he's well like i love a, both a of great them detective there can only be one best boy i can't believe you choose Light over oh that's fine it's okay i guess i'll find it in my heart to move on somehow the promised neverland
0: best girls emma
1: obviously it's emma right best boy though however is it ray or norman
0: i'll just pick norman i like ray i've warmed up to him i didn't not like ray at first but i've like warmed up to him over time but norman there's just something cool about him he's very smart
1: norman's my favorite too he's very smart calm and caring person i really like him ray is also extremely smart but he's a little bit sneaky a little bit underhanded which i don't mind that all the time But I don't know. I just feel like Norman is the real mastermind here. And I just really appreciate his planning abilities. Next one up. Steinsgate. Who do you think is best boy? I think it's pretty clear. But who do you think is best boy?
0: Hoen kyoma
1: (laughs) Him specifically. Not Okabe as a person. But only his like... Persona, like I said, I
0: prefer the true characters.
1: So, do you only like Okabe when he's being his fake persona character? Yes, absolutely. That's it, that's the only time.
0: And when he's talking about online tech with Kirisu, yes, making fun of her for liking Star Trek.
1: I see, I see. I personally think Okabe as a whole person is the best boy, but that's just me.
0: okarin
1: yes, that's what Mayuri calls him. Very cute. So, that begs the question the harder question. Who is best girl? Christina. I have to go with my girl, Mary. You know this. Just to be clear, not not
0: Kirisu, Christina.
1: (laughs) What? What is up with you? So it has to be the version that Okabe calls her. I also
0: like Ferris.
1: Ferris is pretty cool. She's a underrated waifu in that anime. Gotta go with my girl, Mayari. She's so sweet. She's my number one waifu of all time, I would say. She's just so adorable. I love when she says tuturu. I "Tuturu." I love her relationship with Okabe. She's just so precious. I love her so much. Kirisu is a really close second. She's great. She's a fantastic character.
0: Yeah, Kurisu is great.
1: But she's just not quite there. It's such a heartwarming experience to see Mari on screen. I love it every time.
0: I like Kirisu better, but I kind of wish that Okabe liked Mari better. It's a, di- different, like, you know? want, it's a like, different relationship. I feel like I want, like, deep down emotionally, I want them to fall in love and have babies together. But I get it. Kirisu makes more sense. It's just, I like her, me, because she's, like, very like, assertive. Tsundere, cute.
1: Well, obviously, Oak Bay feels the same way you do. Next up, we got Hunter Hunter. I guess the best girl in Hunter Hunter has to be Biscuit Kruger. B- Biscuit
0: Kruger. <laughs>
1: there's not a ton of options for that I mean, one there,
0: there's like the announcer person
1: is pito a girl or a guy i feel like that's really not ever yeah actually her.
0: that matters because i really like pito so if he's a boy then that's one thing but if, if she's a girl i pick her for best girl i really like over
1: her. biscuit kruger
0: yeah i gotta say really yeah. I've warmed up to her over time. For best boy, I gotta say Kilua. I know some people would say Krapika, but not I.
1: Not us. Uh, we are united against Krapika in this household.
0: I'm a Killua stan.
1: I gotta go with my guy, Leorio. I know he's probably not a very popular pick.
0: No, is. I
1: always really liked him. I thought he was funny. I liked how he was trying to become a doctor. He had goals. I like some actions he takes later on in the series to get some revenge for his friend.
0: I wonder how many people have best boy as Gene, like the worst dad. Gene is
1: so ugh I don't like him at all. He's the worst anime dad
0: gene versus goku who would win at being being the worst dad (laughs) obviously
1: gene at least goku didn't hide from his kids he's a deadbeat dad he's the worst ever if you have gene as your best boy in this anime i can't help you i don't know what to do for you i'm sorry
0: at least it's not hisuka
1: i mean I like he's he's a a cool character i mean he's a pretty cool character not gonna lie not gonna lie
0: i get why people like he's that was more of a joke
1: i got complicated feelings about hisuka
0: i think everybody does
1: i think they do too understandable next up we got shield hero
0: naofumi and
1: raf talia obviously we're on the same page with this one
0: how much explanation do you need they're just the two main characters they're the most fleshed out i
1: don't know i mean some they're people they are both really
0: likable
1: some people may have liked philo i don't know
0: yeah i'm sure a lot of people would pick Philo over Raftalia.
1: Not in this household. We don't. You know how I feel about Philo. You know I don't like her at all. I feel like she ruined the story. Like, Raphtalia, now for me, we're getting along just fine. Before she came into the picture, I did not need her there. She doesn't need to be there. I'm sorry if, if any of you are Philo people, but Raphtalia is obviously better do rah rah rah
0: she's the old best boy
1: i can't agree with that
0: oh really yes you like him that much huh i know who you're gonna pick
1: <laughs> who am i gonna pick
0: i don't remember his name Rochi? yeah you really like Rochi <laughs> that M. much huh
1: it's true I have a huge crush on Rochi, and I don't know why.
0: I guess I'll say Selty, best
1: girl. Selty is definitely best girl. I don't know.
0: I never remember liking her that much, but I feel like she stands out among the other ones.
1: She's really cool. Honri's pretty good. Oh, no, no, no. No, no, no. Best boy, Masao Mikita obviously okay
0: that's who i thought you were gonna pick obviously i like shizuo
1: shizuo is great this is tough when i think about all of the different husbandos i have in anime right i have this huge crush on rochi i don't know what it is about rochi maybe it's the hat maybe it's the fact he's a great fighter i don't know but i like him a lot so this one's tough but i feel like Maseo Mikita is a character that I absolutely adore. I love his goofiness. I love his relationship with the main character, Mikado. He has multiple different sides to him and multiple different layers to him. And that's something I really value in a character. I definitely think that he has to be best boy, in my opinion. Followed very closely by Rochi. Followed very closely by Shizuo. Although Kodota is a really good character too. Azai is obviously someone you can't forget about. There's a lot of great characters in Durara. It's, it's one of those big main casts of anime. There's a lot of great people in it.
0: Shizuo hits people with stop signs.
1: <laughs> I know, it's really cool. I feel like it shifted over time who I love the most. I think in the beginning of watching it I would have said Shizuo, and then like over time I appreciated Masayo Mikita more. And then like Rochi came into the picture and shook everything up. Oh, the girl that pals around with Shizuo in the later seasons. She's pretty cool. Yeah, I agree. But anyway, salty best girl.
0: Yeah, just because I'm not a huge fan of any of the girls in Durarara.
1: I like the girls in Durarara.
0: Okay, I just remembered Erica, the one who likes anime. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. Okay. So maybe
1: hold on, Erica over salty for best girl for yeah, sure
0: I, I gotta say
1: their whole group kodota walker erica they're all a great group of people together i love how kodota is just this very big brother serious character then there's just walker and erica just palling around being a bunch of otakus and weebs i don't know how he deals with them next up we got jujutsu kaisen for you who do you think's best girl
0: definitely nobara right
1: but listen I thought that too. I was immediately like, "This is easy, obviously, Nobara." But then I remembered Maki exists.
0: Yeah, Maki's pretty great.
1: Maki is pretty great.
0: I also like that light blue-haired girl that is kind of airheaded.
1: Yeah, she's cute.
0: And I also like the hair braid person that like has hair all the, the way teacher, down. The teacher with like
1: the hair. Why? Yeah, yeah,
0: I don't know. She just seems like a good personality.
1: Okay okay
0: a hot personality is what i meant
1: yeah that's what i thought (laughs) um (laughs) who is best boy
0: there's a lot of good ones i like gojo
1: this is a tough one for me
0: i think that there's three main contenders here
1: go for it say who they are
0: the three contenders for me if you don't just pick the main character itadori off the bat which i feel like that's reasonable gojo toto and nanami
1: agreed I would say those are my top three as well.
0: I think that you would pick either Toto or Nanami. Probably Nanami. Am I right? Or is it Toto?
1: That's really hard for me because I feel like I love Gojo, right? Everybody loves Gojo. He's a great character. Funny, cool, has a lot of awesome moves. But I feel like my heart isn't quite with him like it is with Nanami and Toto. Like I really love those two characters.
0: Yeah, you incorrectly picked one of them, right?
1: whatever. So I'm assuming you think Gojo's best boy?
0: Uncontested.
1: Okay, okay, whatever. When I think of Toto and Nanami, Nanami to me is a husbando. Toto isn't, but I have different kind of feelings for him as a character. I think he's really funny. I love his relationship with Itadori. It's hard to pick it's between hard. your
0: husbando and your best friend
1: <laughs> Yes, yes. And the tough thing too is that Toto reminds me actually quite a bit of Kamina in some ways Uh uh-huh and i absolutely love kamina obviously i've said this a thousand times on our other podcasts if any of you all have listened before i think now that i've said all that i think i have to go with toto really yeah i think toto is best boy
0: i'm gonna stick with kakash gojo (laughs) sorry
1: Whoa whoa kakashi or gojo which one's best boy between those two
0: (laughs) don't make me choose
1: obviously kakashi come on
0: my lips are sealed the mask is over my mouth let's say
1: speaking of next up we got naruto best boy best girl in naruto
0: i gotta say ten ten (laughs) the face you're making at me right now
1: (laughs) you're kidding right (laughs) like that's a joke
0: yeah of course it's a joke okay i was about to be like
1: concerned. I don't know. There's some Tintin people out there who really love her.
0: There's somebody I'm forgetting on the girl side. Who is it?
1: There's Ino. Anko. No. Asakura, obviously. Kushina. Kushina's uh, pretty great. Lady Tsunade.
0: Ooh. Kushina. I like Kushina. But I feel like my heart isn't there. Like, mentally I'm there. I feel like I gotta go with Hinata.
1: I agree. I feel like Hinata is obviously best girl. Lady Tsunade, I would say, is pretty close.
0: Although, I was always a Tamari stan.
1: Okay, I changed my mind. Hinata, then Tamari, then Lady Tsunade.
0: I really like Tamari. I really like Tamari. I feel like she's underrated.
1: She is underrated. Everybody forgets about her. You know what?
0: I'm gonna pick Tamari. Tamari best girl. Over Hinata? Oh my god! Hold on. I love Hinata. I feel like Tamari needs some representation here.
1: Okay. Fair enough. Who would you say is best boy?
0: Boruto's dad. (laughs) Naruto. Sasuke's best friend.
1: Minato's son. Obviously it's Naruto.
0: Oh. (laughs) Naruto.
1: What? Okay.
0: Mr. Shippuden himself. (laughs) (laughs) Kakashi's pretty great though
1: kakashi is pretty great for me it goes naruto then my boy rock lee then probably kakashi and then gara yeah I that's think a that's, pretty good rating i think that's the order i don't know gara and, and then way could way be switched. way
0: below there is sasuke boo
1: sasuke makes me mad but he is better than a lot of other characters like donzo
0: yeah i'm pretty done
1: With Donzo, (laughs) whatever. So we agree that Naruto is best boy in Naruto, or do you feel like Kakashi is number one for you?
0: Naruto. All
1: right. Next up, we got High Q. Who do you think is best? girl in haikyuu
0: i gotta go with tanaka's sister really yeah yeah saiko she's so fun she's just hopping in the car driving around yachi look yachi's got everybody's heart we love yachi but for me personally i mean
1: you like tanaka's sister respect respect all right
0: all right look i'm kind of a simp for tanaka's sister i said it <laughs>
1: really I said it. yeah okay okay fair enough I really like Yachi because I think she's adorable and I love how embarrassed she gets about stuff and I love her positive energy and I think her relationship with Hinata is pretty cute. Just saying. I think they're adorable when they talk to each other.
0: All right. Hold on. Guess who my favorite best boy is? Oikawa? That's your best boy.
1: I don't know if it is. I haven't decided. I can't say for sure. It's
0: not Oikawa. Is it Hinata? Nope. Kageyama? It's Nishinoya.
1: Yes, Nishi Noya. Oh man, of course, of course. He's a very, great choice.
0: Very close to Oikawa, though. Oikawa is so good. Every time he's on the screen, the episode's better. So it's hard for me not to pick him, but I just love Nishinoya from like a very simple place. So I'm I'm gonna pick him. He's the reason I got into Haikyuu is Nishinoya.
1: He is a great character. I feel like he's super underrated too. This one is really hard for me because I love Tanaka and I love Oikawa. I'm trying to separate myself from the fact that Oikawa is voiced by one of my favorite voice actors.
0: Oh, that's the only reason I like Nishinoya. <laughs>
1: Because it's voiced by Greg, Greg Ayers. That's Ayers. it. That's the only reason. That can't be the only reason.
0: I, okay. I love Greg Ayers. Sue me. Wow.
1: <laughs> okay. But listen, listen. This one's really tough because I really do love both characters a lot. But I think I have to go with. Tanaka on this one. Really? Yeah, I just really love him.
0: I thought you were gonna go with Oikawa. Now I feel guilty not picking Oikawa. Is it just because he's a bad guy that makes us not want to pick him?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think so. I feel like I'm cheating on the (laughs) Haikyuu team if I pick Oikawa because he's from a rival team and that makes me feel guilty. And
0: he gets so hyped up like, uh...
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so fun cheering for him. I mean, against him. Against him (laughs) when he would do his serves. That was really cool. But there's something about Tanaka. I think I can't escape the love I have for delinquent type characters Mm -hmm. who are very Mm -hmm. soft hearted with a good soul, a heart of gold kind of person. And Tanaka fits within that kind of stereotype for me. And so I feel like I can't help it. I love him. I love how excited he gets. I love how he takes his role as the... Upperclassmen to Hinata and Kageyama, pretty seriously. I gotta go with him. Uikawa is so close. I love his smugness. I love how cool he is. I love how much of a hard worker he is. He's a great character. There's a lot of great characters in Haikyuu. Next up, we got Mob Psycho 100.
0: So, best boy?
1: I feel like the best girl doesn't really apply so much in this anime obviously best boy is between Reagan it's Reagan, Reagan and mob
0: let's face it we both know it's Reagan but it's I Reagan mob it's too. Reagan he's so adorable it's Reagan and so cool it's Reagan his
1: powers are amazing okay fine fine it's Reagan it's Reagan okay we, we all love Reagan it. Reagan's the best all right all right this one might be a little harder than the one we just discussed the fate series There's a lot of great characters in that anime. A lot of great ones in the whole series. We've seen Fate Zero and Fate Stay Night Unlimited Blade Works. That's right. So from those two, who do you think is best girl? Reen. She's definitely best girl. Yeah. She's a great character.
0: And I know you're going to have complicated feelings about a lot of the men, but let me just remind you about Ryder.
1: I know. So. I would never forget about Ryder. So. Ryder is best boy to me. I absolutely. Love him so I much. know
0: we might bring up Gilgamesh or Archer or whatever. No, no, no. Ryder.
1: Ryder is best boy. 100%. I just want to make
0: sure that you don't forget because he's very easy to forget about. I would never forget.
1: I loved him. I loved him and Waver. Their relationship was great.
0: I love Saber though. Can I just say that? Saber's pretty I, great. I really love Saber, especially when she's in that suit. She looks so cool. And her regular outfit's pretty iconic, although Violet ever gardens got her number
1: can i just say violet evergarden did it better Ooh, that might be a hot take i will say so fate zero writer very obviously fate unlimited blade works
0: gilgamesh
1: you think gilgamesh is best point unlimited blade works
0: what you're gonna pick archer I don't blame you if you want to pick Archer. I pick Reen in both. To be fair, uh, no, I <laughs> pick Saber in Zero. Okay, okay, and fair. And Reen in Unlimited. I
1: agree. I agree with that. I think I have to go with Gilgamesh. I mean, he's really cool. Next up, we got the Dong and Rompa series. Dong and All yes. of this? All of the Dong and Rompa series. Ugh. We got all of the anime, all of the games. Oh my! god. All word. of it.
0: What does my heart say?
1: We all know who your best girl is.
0: Shiaki Nanami, yes, the ultimate yes. gamer.
1: Yes, the ultimate gamer. Uh,
0: it just came out right when you said that. Of course. But Juke. Ooh,
1: ooh, ooh,
0: Okay, I know I'm a gamer and I love gaming, but I dip my toe into fashionista. I can appreciate that.
1: I gotta say, I think best girl for me is Kyoko from the first game in the first series.
0: And then best boy?
1: I gotta say, for me, for best boy, it's gotta be Taka. I loved him from the first game. And from the first anime series. I just think he's hilarious. I love his enthusiasm. I love his optimism. I love those kind of characters like that. He reminds me a little bit of Ida from My Hero Academia. Mm -hmm. Who is best boy for you?
0: Makoto (laughs) Nayagi. I love
1: (laughs) Makoto Nayagi.
0: Every game I play and I'm like, is Makoto Nayagi going to show up? I want him to show up.
1: Whoever the protagonist is in the game or the series, I want him to push him out of the way or her out of the way and become the protagonist instead.
0: Well, except for Kaede. Kaede, yeah. yeah Who Kaede I love. in the third in the
1: third game. Kaede is my great. second
0: or my third favorite after Junko.
1: All right, next up we got Bungo stray dogs.
0: For me, Dazai. All the way, Dazai best boy.
1: My heart is saying Chuya is best boy. I love Chuya. You like playing with gravity? I do. His ability is just so cool. I really love watching him fight. And I really love characters who put their hands in their pockets while they fight. I don't know what it is. It's just kind of like saying, I don't even need these hands to fight you.
0: I also really like Rompo. He's so cool because they say he doesn't necessarily have an ability.
1: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) He's just like
0: predicting everything. It's great.
1: So for you, it's between Dazai and Rompo?
0: Yeah, and Poe.
1: And Poe. Oh my gosh, he's great. For me, it is definitely Chuya, Octagawa, and Dazai. But you know what? There are so many great Bungo Street Dogs characters. I'm Mm -hmm. not going to lie. I feel like that show has one of the strongest casts, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. There's so many good characters in there. You could really pick between any of them. So who is best girl
0: kyoka her story is really sad though <laughs>
1: her so. story is really sad i agree that she is best girl
0: just to put it in perspective i think kyoka's 14
1: she is she's pretty young
0: and she's gone through a lot for she a 14 gone year a
1: old her life's been hard but i really like her she's a really cool character all right so last one i think this is a great one to end on attack on titan
0: okay best girl's gotta be sasha Really? She's always been my favorite since the beginning.
1: Yeah, I really like Sasha too, but I gotta go with Hanji.
0: Ooh. I
1: love Hanji. She's such a weird, cool science lady, but then she's also awesome and kicks butt the whole time. I really love her.
0: Agreed. She's great. But Sasha, I just like girls who like to eat. (laughs) it's true what more do you need guys if you view your girl as having sasha's mentality and just feed her that's all you need to do girls just like food that's the way to the girl's heart It's through her stomach
1: so for best boy an attack on Titan. Who would you say?
0: Levi. 100% Levi. There's no way around it. I'm sorry. Who else are you going to pick for best boy? Come on. Best man right there.
1: I mean, there's also Armin. And- Armin's great. Erwin.
0: Yeah. Okay. Okay. Okay, you have a case with Erwin. That's tough. But I'm still going to pick Levi.
1: Yeah, I'm going to still pick Levi, too. He's really cool. I mean, he's one of the best characters in all of anime. Let's be real here. Let's Levi real. is all
0: of our husbands.
1: Even if you a straight man, you know. You know what's <laughs> up with Levi. You know. <laughs> Everybody out there loving Levi, no matter no matter who who you are interested in.
0: Yeah, other people are best boy of one anime. Levi's just best boy
1: in general of all time <laughs> of all anime.
0: Uh, he's like a cowboy or something.
1: A cowboy
0: yeah he's really cool
1: that's kenny
0: devil may care focused on how to be just kenny is very obviously a cowboy
1: kenny does not feel like he belongs in that anime (laughs) he feels like he's transported from some other time from some other anime to just yell at levi but anyway levi obviously best boy Okay, so now that we're finished with our game, we're going to talk about anime we've been watching recently. This part will have spoilers, so if you want to make sure you don't get spoiled, just check in the show notes below and listen to the parts that you do want to listen to. All right, I say we start with our seasonals. What do you think?
0: Sounds good to me.
1: Right before recording, I watched episode 20 of Tokyo Revengers. So, since our last recording, I have seen episodes 16 through 20, and stuff has gotten wild, okay? Things have gotten crazy. There is an all-out brawl now between the gang Valhalla and Toman, and that's been really intense, all because of this background information we got about Kazutora and Baji, which are Mikey's friends from when they first started their gang. Stealing a bike from Mikey's brother. All of the stuff that happened from there on out. I don't want to spoil it too much for you. All of the events that happened because they tried to steal a bike for Mikey for his birthday. But this episode, man, Kazutora has been Wilden. Like he keeps blaming all his problems on other people. He blamed the whole situation that happened when they were younger on Mikey. Now he's blaming the fact that he stabbed Baji on Baji himself. Like no dude you chose to stab this man. Come on. Come on. This fight has been really fun to watch. I have loved watching the gang wars. There is nothing I like better than a good street fight in anime. I love street fights. I love watching people punching each other, picking up random weapons from the ground and fighting. That's, for me, really cool to watch. And I also have appreciated that Takamichi finally punched somebody this episode. He's finally been learning to fight a little bit. I'm amazed the character development is fantastic. And then Draken has been like fighting a bunch of people and holding things off and he's my favorite. So I love seeing that. And then Mikey, you are not as impressed with this moment as I was. You watched a little bit of it with me.
0: I just didn't have the context.
1: Yeah. I was very impressed with this moment where Mikey had just gotten beaten a bunch by Kazutora and he's got like literally two guys hanging off of him. He like headbutts the one guy holding him from behind and then lifts his leg up with the other dude still on it and then kicks Kazutora in the head with this dude on his leg. That was super cool. Mikey must never be skipping leg day, I'll say. So... A lot of cool Mikey moments, cool dragon moments, some good Takamichi moments. I feel like that's all I can really ask for. It did seem like at the end of this episode that Baji is going to die, which I feel like in the timeline of events of Takamichi trying to figure all this stuff out and trying to write certain things for the future to be how he needs to be to save all his friends I think that that would make sense just because he's been fairly successful in things and I feel like it's about time that something negative happened that he can't fix it's about time for that kind of a moment so we'll see I mean who knows people get brought back from the dead or like it seems like they're dead and they're really not all the time so we'll see how that all pans out but I kind of think Baj for real dying but we'll see So we also watched My Hero Academia episodes 15 through 18. Been a lot lately about Endeavor and the Todoroki family.
0: I gotta say, I've been really enjoying the last few episodes of My Hero. Me too. Like them training with Endeavor and Todoroki's family. I didn't expect to like it. Honestly, it doesn't have anything that I watch My Hero for. I watch My Hero for really good fights against villains and I watch it for training. But that's not really what's been good about My Hero recently. I've been really enjoying it for the moments around Endeavor's family table for the way that they've handled that situation so far. I felt like they've done that with a lot of tact. I was worried about that. And I can respect what they've done so far. I thought that they were going to make it less complicated than it was. And it ended up being simple to understand, but at the same time very clear that they're trying to handle the situation with the respect it deserves.
1: I agree because I know we've been really critical of the whole idea of Endeavor's redemption arc.
0: I still don't like Endeavor or his redemption arc. No,
1: I don't either. But I like that they're... Actually exploring Todoroki's feelings on the matter and his family's feelings on the matter because there's a lot of complicated feelings that they all have. There's feelings of resentment. Then there's also feelings from his sister of kind of wanting to move forward and be a family again, but not just forgiving their dad, trying to figure out what that looks like for them once their mom is out of the hospital. And Todoroki kind of deciding if he just wants to use his dad for figuring out how to use his quirk better and get stronger or if his dad is even worth being called a dad. Kind of what that looks like for him and I think that they're exploring that with a lot of sensitivity and depth that I wasn't really expecting so I'm glad about that because I think Todoroki is a really interesting and complicated character and his family is really interesting and complicated and I don't feel like Shonen always does a good job of really exploring more complex feelings so I'm Happy that my hero is doing a pretty good job actually thinking that through and showing complicated family dynamics in the way that they are. I like some of what Deku said to Todoroki. I know he was kind of putting a little bit of pressure on him to like sort out his feelings, but I feel like he's being helpful. I also like how Bakugo just like yells at Endeavor all the time. He doesn't care that he's the number one hero. He's just like, screw you, I'm going to be better than you.
0: yeah he doesn't really seem to care about no. the whole family dynamic either that he's is just so like funny. don't invite me i'm not your friend
1: <laughs> why am i here i don't <laughs> want to be here but also i kind here. of feel
0: the same way a lot of times
1: yeah sometimes um, i'm like why am i why am i here I yeah, want to stay home i
0: also really like what Deku said i i don't like the whole pressure thing i feel like everybody has the right to process their own pace i like the way that he phrased it saying that it'd be good to think about when he wants to move forward with the situation not forgive but move forward I like that distinction right like you're not
1: ignoring all of the things that Endeavor did he's not telling him to just forget about it he's just telling him to like move forward Mm -hmm. past some of those things I did like that phrasing I thought Deku was very wise in that moment I was very proud of him yeah. We'll have to see kind of what happens. I think there's going to be some interesting developments. There's a lot going on this season. I feel like it's like build up to something. And I'm excited to see whatever that something is. What made
0: Deku so wise? Because he dealt with the situation before.
1: He born that way, man. Wow. That's his quirk wisdom.
0: Wow. <laughs> oh, it's one for all.
1: No, the one he was born with is just wisdom. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so no quirk. Got it.
1: <laughs> Whatever. Okay, so we also watched Dragon Maid S episodes three through seven, and you know
0: I don't have a lot of say about Dragon I don't Maid either. S this time. I feel like we haven't got to the part where there's really interesting and compelling story. We're literally
1: yet. almost at the end.
0: Honestly, I'm just like okay Kobayashi looks really cute Kana looks really cute Toru is playing this different role where she's helping more than she's being a goofball
1: I feel like I enjoy watching it and there's a lot of cute moments yeah me too I thought the moment with Fafnir making his manga were really funny
0: can't beat cosplay
1: no, he can't. Poor Fafnir.
0: Luka's got him there. Yeah,
1: Luka's got him beat. I thought the dynamics between Luka and Fafnir were pretty funny. I liked that part. I just feel like it's been a lot of just, hey, this is really cute, whatever's happening. And not a lot of actual story.
0: Honestly, weirdly enough, the parts that I remember the clearest are the parts with Ilulu. I don't even think that's in the most recent set of episodes. But,
1: well, it is when she got her job. I like that. I like
0: Ilulu's job. That was great. To me, that was the last truly compelling thing that happened and then toru the story of her past i remember it i don't remember liking watching it i wanted a compelling story to happen now But I do remember that part, talking about her walking through and seeing humans.
1: It does seem like they've been talking a lot more about the past with dragons. Horror's past being a dragon, Fafnir's past being a dragon, whereas maybe I just don't remember, but I don't feel like they talk so much about them being dragons in the first season.
0: Well, we're going from experiencing dragons from an outsider point of view and going, whoa, what are these dragons? Can we really be friends with them? I love these dragons. They're great. They're fun. To going from an insider's point of view, the dragons talking to each other in secret going, I don't know if I can trust humans and right. like what's so great about dragons and humans relationship
1: so we're seeing things more from the dragons perspective right. versus Kobayashi's perspective I wish there was more focus just on Kobayashi and Toru doing stuff the cast of characters has gotten kind of big now and it's just a little bit diluted but it's still a pretty good show I'm still enjoying it
0: yeah I feel like it's gone from look at how weird dragons are to look at how weird humans are <laughs>
1: I watched an anime called Afro Samurai. This is one that I had tried and then dropped a long time ago. Since I'm trying to watch that 150 anime this year and Afro Samurai is only five episodes, I watched it. It's alright. It's one of those shows I feel like I want to like, but I don't. Basically, this dude his dad gets killed in front of him and he decides to seek revenge for the rest of his life and that's the whole thing he's pretty one-dimensional character just after revenge and that's kind of it which i love a good revenge story but the animation itself too is kind of dark in places it's like hard to see but the fights gotta say were pretty cool. The last fight literally blew my mind. That was one of the coolest fights I've seen in anime. Did make it worth watching because of that fight. Came in like the final boss. Really cool. I was happy that he got to avenge his dad but it's also really messed up because there's all these kids that he was in an orphanage with and they were like being trained by this dojo master and he totally just tries to go up against the dojo master because it's revealed that he's the number two headband right and they have this whole thing with the headbands where you have to kill the, the guy and then you become the headband and then you could try to challenge the number one headband and the number one headband is the guy who killed his dad so that was all revenge.
0: So it's like the spiders yeah essentially hunter, the hunter. spider
1: yeah basically the same thing the spiders and hunter hunter. It was very annoying to me because I'm like really you're gonna forsake all of your family and friends and just let them all die and just so you can get revenge revenge for your dad and he did he was very one-minded focused on revenge only couldn't totally get behind him with that but that last fight really cool so i also watched silver spoon season one and episodes one and two of season two And I really loved this anime. It's a farming anime. And I honestly learned so much about farming from this show. It has been really heartwarming and surprisingly great. And I had heard that it was good, but I was not expecting like a slice of life anime about a guy who goes to a farming high school to really be this good. But I've loved it so much. And I can't wait to watch more of season two. It made me cry because he named one of his pigs one of the pigs that they raise he named him pork bowl and he raised him and the pig wasn't doing very well like he was the run of the litter he had to like, nourish him and from then when it came down to it he had to like let him get slaughtered and made into bacon and he bought all of the bacon that he was made into. He like bought all the meat from Pork Bowl. I was so sad. I was like, why am I sitting here on the couch crying over a fictional pig? But I love animals so much. So that was really <laughs> hard to watch. Yeah. I could never do that. I have so much respect for people who farm and raise animals and raise vegetables. I like learning about that stuff because it's so far away from anything that I personally would be ever be able to do, I think. And so I just respect those kinds of people a lot. And it's been interesting seeing him because he's a very studious book smart sort of person he came into this not knowing really anything about animals and all this stuff so seeing from his perspective all of the different things that he's learning and and thinking it's really interesting
0: I think maybe you just gotta watch the original full metal alchemist get lost on an island learn about the circle of life
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know man I love fishing but I want to throw them back every time yeah I feel guilty when I take a fish home and have to see it killed or something. That makes me really sad. Have
0: you ever thought about being a vegetarian?
1: No. (laughs) You've said this to me before. You're like, I think if you had to kill your own food that you would become a vegetarian. And I think that's true. I think I would just eat grass and leaves and berries for the rest of my life if I have to actually kill the thing I was going to eat.
0: Well, if you like meat, you like meat. So I think it's fine that you continue eating it. It makes me sad I don't sad think that there's anything it. morally wrong with that.
1: Yeah, it just makes me sad. I sympathized with him. And I think that one of the themes is trying to always remember and respect the things that you're raising and, and what comes from it. Honoring how you take care of animals and what they bring to you.
0: I think, though, that you don't need a television show to teach you that if you're a farmer. When you do that, you just legitimately learn that as you're going. There's just no way around it it you have to kill these animals that you've raised and i think
1: you have a different perspective too because you grew up around people who had farms
0: yeah and i've helped out on the farm as well it's just a fact of life that that's how it is and i know it might be sad that some people won't name their animals i think most people do that are on farms
1: It was just a really good anime, I think, to watch, learning all about how they raise animals and take care of them and and everything like that. He's learned so much, and I was very proud of him for that, too. And I liked when they made pizza in the anime. I think it really reminds me. Yes, I I know that there's a lot that goes into the process of things. Like, I know that. But there's so much that you don't realize because you don't see it. (laughs) Yeah. And, like, they made pizza, right? And you're like, oh, okay, yeah, that doesn't seem like that much. No, he... had to do so much to make the bread
0: wheat you have to grind it into flour
1: right um,
0: and remove all the little parts of it and filter it out
1: yeah you have
0: to have chickens that have eggs Yeah, you you can add that i don't remember if pizza dough has eggs or not but i think it does then you need cheese you need milk and so you need cows yeah and
1: then you need meat
0: you need water you need the tomatoes tomato sauce and any herbs you put in there and then you need whatever toppings you have so if you're doing like a pepperoni then you need a bunch of different kinds of meats it it could be beef pepperoni it could be uh, pork pepperoni
1: there's a lot that goes into it so it was really interesting seeing him collaborate with so many of the other people at this school to make all of this happen and it just reminds me how much we really need so many other people when we're creating things I think people really maybe this is just me I don't know I think people take Take farmers and where we get our food for granted a lot of the time.
0: Yeah, I think it's crazy because farmers, if you don't know this, farmers are like the jack-of-all-trades engineers. They have to know so much stuff factually to make their jobs happen. And a lot of them use machinery around their farms. They can't hire a mechanic whenever something goes wrong. Well, and They that's have to fix right. it themselves.
1: Right. And that's and part of the thing with the show is he comes on here. He's really smart and he kind of is like, oh, this will be easy. I'll be smarter than everybody. But then he hears them all talking. He's like, holy crap. What are they even saying? Because they're talking about subjects that he doesn't even have any idea about because they have to be intelligent about so many other different things way before Mm -hmm.
0: there were books about everything else there were farmers almanacs (laughs) right
1: right right. they
0: had encyclopedias way ahead of everybody else
1: (laughs) well and then also I think it stresses the importance of hard work and then also being careful with your work because I didn't realize how many things could go wrong if something happens with one cow and it gets sick then all the cows die and then that's a ton of money that they lose I guess I've never thought about that kind of stuff that much in depth because there's been really no reason for me to so it was really interesting to learn about something that's just kind of removed from my life. I genuinely learned a lot and I like watching anime where I learn a lot so it's been interesting to see you watched episodes three and four of Girlfriend, Girlfriend. So tell me a little bit about how that's going. I
0: cannot believe it. There's a third girlfriend. We
1: knew this was going to happen.
0: No, I didn't. <laughs> Come on. I, I could have called in that. Denial. I'm not even watching the I, I could that. Like, I'm over here like it's called Girlfriend, Girlfriend. That <laughs> means there's two girlfriends. If there's two, there's, there's three. There's three girlfriends. And in, the, in the OP, there's a purple-haired girl or gray-haired girl that so has purple be clothing. So there might Are be there
1: four. There remember four girls four
0: girlfriends Probably. oh my word. it's a harem <laughs> i thought this was gonna be like a weird anime about two girlfriends no the guy isn't clueless and it's just a harem
1: from what i could tell from like watching episode one with you he's a jerk has he gotten better no <laughs> just like nah he's he still that- sucks
0: The first girl is getting screwed over repeatedly. That's all that's happening. Poor thing. She deserves more.
1: She does. She does deserve more. For sure, for sure. He can't
0: be that good a guy. I'm sorry. I know that he's supposed to be like goody toujou, but. Obviously, he's
1: not. Well, another fantastic anime I watched was Rainbow.
0: What'd you think of Rainbow?
1: It was amazing. I loved it. Great cast of characters, first of all. Loved all of them. Although, I will say there's a few that were my favorites. I would say the character they called Bro, Sakuragi, was my definite favorite. He kind of reminded me of Kamina.
0: With a name like Bro. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> How could you not? I
1: know, of course. I always love the big bro characters.
0: Why do they have to die?
1: They always die. Why do they do that to me? I feel like it's a personal attack.
0: Against people who like big bros?
1: I, I think so.
0: Yo, us Onesan san lovers who love the big sister characters, just coasting, living right. life.
1: Like right copy. older sisters are alive and thriving yeah, but big thriving brother characters every, be dying every they're day not just,
0: they're not just great in every episode they're literally thriving typically older sister characters are successful for some strange yeah, reason Yeah,
1: maybe it's because people's moms be getting killed off all the time
0: yeah if you gotta pick typically they're not that different between mom characters and onesan the mom gets killed what is the deal you gotta stand onesan but that, that way you don't <laughs> get hurt
1: anyway The big brother characters always get killed. Sakuragi dies and I was really not happy with the way that that all panned out. I was very disappointed because he just gets shot down trying to go to Mario's boxing match. After this whole fight with the guard that I hated. Oh my gosh. Every adult in this anime is literally Horrific and evil. There's maybe three adults in this anime that are actually okay. The rest are just horrible. Seriously, the guard is just the most sadistic, selfish freak I've ever seen in my life. And then the doctor, don't even get me started on him. He's a creep. I hated him. So all the adults were horrible, but overall, I really liked the plot. The beginning part is essentially like a prison break. They're like dealing with being in this detention center, and then they're trying to figure out how to get out once Sakuragi starts going through all this stuff with the guard. They're planning on killing him, so they're trying to save him. And then there's this whole second part. I really did not expect there to be this whole second part where it's just about them being friends and really being there for each other. And I loved that part. And there's this one character, Turtle, who I really liked. This takes place in the 50s. his whole family was killed by the atomic bomb. Wow. I liked his character from the beginning because he's a really sensitive, nice guy who does a lot for his friends. He's kind of mischievous and steals and stuff. He's always hustling. But I, mean, I really liked him in the second both part. Both your
0: parents died.
1: Yeah, in a really little age, too, like 10 or I think maybe even younger than that. So he was really shining in the second part. I really liked him. But I just thought that they did a great job exploring each character's different storyline and and backstory and a lot of it was about their dreams and where they wanted to go in life and it did a good job exploring that and and you really get to see how each of their lives turns out and how they strive towards achieving what they want and I thought that was really cool to get to see because I really just thought it would be this cool prison break anime and it turned out to be even more than that. But big bro literally okay literally the moment i saw sakuragi come on the screen i'm like that guy's gonna die (laughs) shut up No, no way immediately i saw him like he's dead
0: did you know he was big bro
1: he gave off that vibe he was alone in the cell when they all get there Mm-hmm. and they all like try to fight him and he's yeah. smoking a cigarette in there right or, or oh, something like that and okay. i'm like he's gonna die wow. for sure he's the mentor character and he's dead i'm like don't fall in love with him he's gonna die
0: little <laughs> did you know you can't control i it? can't
1: control it i'm like oh man i love this character i know he's gonna die anytime now rip i know i know but at least all the other characters i really liked are thriving so we watched B star season two
0: I feel the same way as I do with My Hero, where I'm like, I expected to come into this and see more, I don't know, romance or something, Yeah, but really it just sort of ended up being a lot about getting down to the bottom of the murder mystery, now the mob, like... (laughs)
1: <laughs> but I cannot believe Louie just joined the mob, became a mob boss. And
0: is now no longer a mob and boss.
1: And is now no longer a mob boss. And then he had to kill, like his lion friend had he to die. He threatened
0: his dad for no reason. He didn't actually, he wasn't actually going to kill him.
1: Yeah, he just threatened his dad to sign the papers to get him released release from school.
0: He asked somebody to eat his foot. Like if she ate his <laughs> Like
1: she ate his leg. The thing that I think is so funny about Beastars is like, okay, so there's a murder, right, in this theater club. And then later on, one of the guys accidentally rips off his friend's arm. Like the predator rips off the prey's arm, right? And then everyone's like, why are they disbanding clubs? I don't get why they're like separating us. I'm like, well, I don't know, maybe because in the span of like six months, someone has been eaten and then someone's arms been ripped off in the same club. It
0: is so unrealistic that they would go, oh, we don't want to shut down the club. And then the teachers are like, yeah, we all agree. So let's work together. What are we going to do? N- no, no, someone's
1: arm got ripped the off and someone would, got eaten.
0: The teacher would be like, okay, so th- there's some really good reasons why they want to shut down the club.
1: I know. And I like how she was narrating that part. Like, yeah, sometimes that happens because predators don't know their own strength. I think this really is something that people need to get control over because people's arms, it ain't normal just to have them be ripped off. That ain't right. Yeah that was sad that whole thing and then we found out the bear
0: yeah the is bear the one did it who
1: did the devouring and that was crazy he creeped me out so much
0: it's a bit weird that legacy kissed him to taste his spit and then that's not he,
1: exactly what happened he
0: didn't use the spit to figure out who it was he tasted their water bottles, and then one of the water bottles was squished, and that was just enough information. He didn't even smell it or put his tongue <laughs> in there a little bit. He was just like, "Nah."
1: Well, I think that, that was one's just crumpled the only, up. That was the only. This one is left. a
0: message to me.
1: Okay, you know what? We're not going to criticize Legoshi's detective s- skills, okay? He did his best and he figured it out. And then they had a fight under a bridge, and Legoshi trained to not need meat and then ate his friend's leg.
0: I really like the fact that they aren't shying away from the fact that in order to be big and strong like a bear, You have to have protein in your diet. The fact is, wolves, dogs, cats, any animal, if you don't feed them some amount of meat, it literally hurts them. They get sick.
1: I didn't like that because I feel like he goes on this whole thing to like train and not care about me. I feel like there are plenty of other anime, right, where the character's not as strong as the other person, but they still beat them. And I wish that Legoshi had still been able to beat him through other ways of figuring things out, right? Like that's his whole point of his training is that he's trying to figure out how to beat somebody who's a lot stronger than him or who's eating meat. And he did it successfully until all of a sudden it didn't work and then he ate Louie's leg. That was pretty lame to me. I wanted him to like have it figured out. What's was the point of all of that training then? Like, what's the point of this show? Like, what are they trying to say? I guess you what's, see, like, the message? I
0: was kind of hoping that it would be like a, a normal Shonen. You know how Dragon Ball Z, they go Super Saiyan for every big fight? Yeah. I thought maybe it would be like every time Legacy has to fight some big fight, Louis would show up and you would eat another eating. body part. Ew, that's disgusting. <laughs> and then he would go Super Saiyan. What? <gasps> it's that's ethical. Because so it, he's offering it up willingly.
1: I'm really grossed out by things eating things too yeah, I, really I get creep, that really creep like cannibalism that freaks me out so much it grosses me out a lot
0: okay maybe he'll just eat a moth or something
1: he did already <sighs>
0: that did not work
1: no oh, it's so weird I don't think that season two is as good as season one because it was like barely even about him and Haru which I didn't really care about Louie joining the mob. I really don't care that much about Louie in general. I thought that was a very strange way for him to just go in life. So I still thought it was decent, but I didn't like it as well as the first season.
0: Yeah, I agree. And same with the OP. It's really good, but the first season's OP. It feels like a throwback to Tank or something from Cowboy Bebop.
1: So I also watched an anime called Gantz. I don't have a lot to say about this besides the fact that I did not like it. The main character is the most intolerable person I think I've ever seen in anime. I hated him. He was such a jerk. All he could think about was trying to like hook up with the girl in the anime. And he was so sleazy about it too. He would just say such sleazy stuff about her all the time. Like she was very vulnerable and had nowhere to go. So she goes over to his place and they're alone and he's trying to hook up with her or whatever. And she opens up to him about how her life is really hard. And he just uses that to try to get with her. And then there's a part where he lies to her. He's like, oh, I'll give you a back massage. And then he tries to give her a back massage and then assaults her. I'm trying to do that. He's just horrible. I hated this guy. And what I hate the most about him is I feel like there are plenty of really evil anime characters, right? That are murdering everybody. But he feels very much like somebody you could meet in real life. And I hated that. Like, I know the type of guy that you are. You're fake nice to women because you want something from them. Like, he's the kind of guy who, if you were talking to them, right, and he's like, you're beautiful. I love you. You're so pretty. And then you didn't reply back. He'd be like, you're ugly anyway. I didn't want to talk to you. Like, he's that kind of guy.
0: I felt really uncomfortable during that show because... Yes because the situations with the women just felt so real they were like
1: awful I hate the women it.
0: weren't treating him poorly it's not like a hey i'm gonna slap you for being a pervert kind of no. show it was like the girl was trying to escape it was very awkward it was yes. like i don't want to be around this creep anymore yeah and it's and like it's terrible I, I did not want to be a part of that that was no. so weird
1: no that whole thing was horrible like he was such a i hated being in his head he He was such a jerk. The anime itself, too, they tried to make him have this arc where he was brave like he was when he was a kid. I don't care if you're brave or not because you're a sleazebag. You're such a jerk. So why'd you finish it? Honestly, it was kind of entertaining. Not going to (laughs) lie. There are parts of it. I found myself not being able to stop watching it. I just kept playing the episodes. And also, I'm trying to get to this 150.
0: You're okay with watching some stuff you don't entirely... I gave it a five. Ouch. Which
1: is pretty low for me. I didn't like it. I really hated him. And they would go into this world, right? Where they're trying to fight aliens or something. And so they fight aliens... And their aliens are so weird and ugly. And literally, there's like barely anybody in the whole show that's likable. Well, the other reason I stuck with it is because Christopher Patton voices one yeah, of the yeah. characters. I love him. But it was oddly entertaining. And the opening is awesome. One of the best anime openings. But the show itself, I hated being inside that sleazy guy's head. And I hated that he was the main character. I also watched *Nomad Megalobox* season two. That was really good.
0: I watched the ending of that with you. Yeah, you
1: did. You did.
0: I was like almost crying for some (laughs) strange reason.
1: It was very emotional. I had no reason
0: to cry, but I was crying. (laughs) I was like trying to piece together. I only watched the last episode. I was trying to piece together. It's like that's the bad guy, right?
1: (laughs) I was so emotional.
0: A little anticlimactic. It was.
1: Yeah, but the point was that Joe had come back from this horrible slump to fight. He got back his fighting spirit and his family, and that was the main point. It wasn't about winning and losing at that point. It is crazy seeing Sachio all grown up. He's like, I don't know, 10, I think, maybe a little bit littler than that. In the first season, and then he's like 15 or 16 in the second season, and it's so crazy. He's just all grown up and fighting himself, and he's so angry at Joe and it was really sad that Pops, his trainer, died and just all of the spiraling from there was really sad. Their whole orphan family broke up after Pops died because Joe was so focused on fighting during that time and he thought he was doing the right thing, but he obviously wasn't and Saccio told him to never come back, so he just left. Obviously, they all made up, but it was very emotional watching Saccio ride off on Joe's bike that Joe gave him and seeing him go become an engineer because that was always his dream. I get emotional thinking about it. I was just like, why does this feel so emotional? I think it was just because in the first season, you know, you really see him end on this victorious note, right? And it's a really great ending. And then seeing him so low this season was really hard. It's a totally different vibe. It's a totally different setup and it's a redemption and I think that that's a great story to witness as somebody's falling hard down a terrible path after being so high up and then seeing them climb back out from the depths that they were in. I think that that's a great thing to witness. So next we watched ReZero Season 2 Part 2 aka We've been stuck in the sanctuary for forever. forever. We're never leaving. <laughs> this, is, this is the anime now. Stuck in the sanctuary.
0: I really liked the first part of ReZero Season 2.
1: I did too. This second part was boring.
0: I really don't want to stay on this point for a long time. Really, I just feel like season two, part two wasn't for us, I don't think.
1: No, and I think that there were some good moments. I think they all became a little bit more self-aware. And it was such a crazy reveal that Beetle Geese was part of Amelia's squad when she was younger. Totally in love with her mom. Her adopted mom then he became evil after accidentally killing her yeah that was a crazy reveal so seeing Amelia kind of confront her past I thought was good to watch I did like even though I didn't like how it all played out that Subaru and Amelia did kiss although she thinks that babies come from kissing so that's that's a little concerning
0: that's Puck's fault and the fact that she has horrible memory loss although who knows if she even would have learned it either way
1: you know who knows but well, hopefully just, somebody tells her that just shows her level of dedication to Subaru I was actually wondering if
0: there was something different in which elf land
1: Nope.
0: Subaru had some responsibility <laughs> to take
1: Subaru was like wait what <laughs> that is not what are you talking about <laughs> that was a funny moment Rem was just completely forgotten about apparently and replaced with Beatrice her whole story was interesting but I didn't like how thick Subaru was laying on the whole I love you stuff to her.
0: To Beatrice? Yeah. Yeah. It really is annoying with Zero. how much it's about Subaru loves Amelia and then Rem loves him and that story happens, but then he still loves Amelia and then beatrice now but he still loves amelia and it's like wait okay is he just gonna have a harem at the end where all these girls love him and it's unrequited to everybody except amelia like it's one thing if you have a harem and we're all on the edge of our seats wondering who you're gonna pick but it was clear from the beginning that amelia is your girl so why go through all this i love you i love you i love you these girls it doesn't seem like it's a platonic love does it
1: I don't think so. I Maybe mean, it would be
0: a You could make an argument.
1: I don't know. Even then, I don't want to harp on this too long. I don't want to be too negative with it. But I didn't. I did not like that, and I did not like this whole situation with Rem. Never got solved. It's almost like he forgot about her.
0: Yeah, I just want to be clear. There's nothing wrong. With ReZero Season 2, it's just the pacing. We just it's got stuck slow. in this story where we knew the stakes the entire time. They need to save everybody, but there's people at the mansion, and there's people in the sanctuary, and it just felt like they were trying to solve the sanctuary for so long in the trials. We saw Subaru try to solve the trials. We saw Amelia try to solve the trials multiple times. We got backstory on every character in the show.
1: It was just a lot. You know, I think, too, just the first season was really good. So it's hard not to compare directly with them. So maybe that's why it doesn't feel as good. So I watched an anime called J.O. Say, I think. I don't know how to say it really, honestly. I'd honestly be surprised if, like, anyone out there has really watched this anime. (laughs) It wasn't that good.
0: Do you give it a five?
1: I give it a five. Oh. It was so weird. These twins came down to this planet that was kind of a bad planet i guess like nobody really goes there and they have these weird rituals the month of joining you know where they try to have kids with each other and like the women are all in control of that like they pick the guys for the month of joining who they're gonna be with then they have to compete with each other to try to become the top there's like a number two a number three and then like a top of each different district group each different ring is what they called them and then you got to be the beast king and then once you're the beast king you're supposedly supposed to be able to get off the planet but that was all a lie and it was all for like genetic testing or something the ending was very unclear we find out the main character is created and put into his mother's womb and so he wasn't actually technically biologically related to his twin brother like he thought it was a lot and then people just died out of nowhere and that was annoying and it just kind of ends
0: so you never really find out what happens to the beast king
1: the beast king was all a lie it wasn't a real thing
0: what's a beast king
1: it's the king of all of chimera essentially if you've defeated all of the other tops in the rings and you're the only one left right so that's you there you're the beast king at that point
0: But you still don't get to escape. You don't know exactly what happens to them.
1: I think they get used for genetic testing. So that's unfortunate for them.
0: (laughs) At least we know more about them than Beastars.
1: Yeah, that's true. This is not one I'd recommend. It's pretty boring, in my opinion. It's like rated as a seven something though on on my anime list. So maybe, maybe this is just me. I also watched Free Season 2.
0: Was that also a five?
1: No, I gave it a seven. Ooh. I have a pleasant time watching Free. This is when I had started a while ago and then just stopped. But watching it again, it was pretty fun, actually. I really like all the characters. I like seeing them swim. There's not a whole lot to say. (laughs) <laughs> it was pretty it was, pr- it was kind of emotional though at the end because some of the characters are going off to college so all four of them are going to be swimming together again next year so watching them do their last relay race together was kind of emotional they're all growing up and going to college and this is their last relay I hope that they win I hope they do well there is a lot of drama Towards the end, a lot of yelling and anger, but that all got resolved.
0: I think Kyo Annie really finds the beauty in the everyday and the relationships between characters.
1: Yeah, I think that's the best part of Free is like the relationships and friendships. They obviously really love each other a lot and care about each other's futures, and I thought that they did a good job exploring the stress that comes with figuring out your future
0: you don't need to have a character that is so intimidating that he can make you lose your butterfly stroke or whatever or who can do double time strokes there doesn't need to be some kind of cool sports anime thing with them they can just do everyday competition and make it interesting right
1: Yeah, there's no, like, special...
0: Kuroko's basketball (laughs) shenanigans. Hey, 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 don't
1: don't make fun of Kuroko's basketball. Okay, even though none of that is realistic, I did like that it was pretty much just about a group of guys that are friends chilling and swimming and living their life. Although
0: that is not for everybody. Some people need the hook.
1: Yeah, some people do, but I liked it. I also watched a couple anime movies. I watched I Want to Eat Your Pancreas. And Bungo Street Dog's Dead Apple. I will not go into detail about I Want to Eat Your Pancreas. Thank you. Because I know you want to see it. I do. Pretty emotional movie. And I liked the dynamic between the characters. It was really good. I think it's definitely worth watching. Not going to lie. Even though I thought it was really good, I feel like it was a bit overrated. Because Ooh. I feel like people talk about this movie all the time. and Do people? They do. I or feel- do they
0: just say it's a sad movie that's kind of good?
1: they talk about it like it's one of the best movies ever
0: I don't really they compare hear
1: it i do i hear it all the time i hear people comparing it all the time with silent voice and which one they think is better and i think i get annoyed when i'm watching something that is just meant to make me feel sad i feel like they just craft stories to make me sad that's different than having a movie about something that is sad do you know what i'm saying like yes. there are plenty of you feel emotionally
0: manipulated.
1: Yeah, I feel emotionally manipulated a bit.
0: And you can see it. Yeah, that they're I can, doing it, I can and therefore see it. it's not as potent.
1: Yeah, I can see like the writing on the wall. I guessed something that would happen. Like it wasn't the exact thing that I had thought would happen, but it was along those lines. And I'm like, they're just trying to make me feel sad. I still think it's a good movie overall. I'm glad I watched it. And the other movie I watched was Bungo Stray Dogs, Dead Apple. And I love Bungo Stray Dogs. I never watch series movies really, but I'm like, you know, this will be like a quick easy watch that I can add to my list. And it was really cool there's some really cool chuya moments so i was really down at that i'll show you this at some point sure i think you need to watch it the animation's really good in it but yeah there's some really cool chuya moments and that's really all i can ask for and a bungo stray dogs related content is cool moments with him because as i said earlier i love his power and then also seeing more of Theodore, which is the villain in season three, because this takes place right before season three, was very interesting because it gave more perspective into why Dazai knew some of the things he knew in the third season about Theodore. So that was interesting. And we also got to see Dazai in this cool white tux outfit. I thought he looked really neat in that. I love it because Dazai always has tricks up his sleeve. That, of course, applies to this movie as well. So two other anime that I watched... I watched two classics. You have to watch this with me sometime, Berserk. Mm -hmm. I loved Berserk. I knew I was gonna like it, but I love this show. Guts is a great main character. I really thought he would just be this one-dimensional, butt-kicking kind of guy, which is cool. Like, I was ready for that. That was fine with me. But he's got so many more sides to him. The background of his character was really interesting to find out. It is very sad the way that he had to grow up and like, fend for himself, but he's also got this deep kindness to him. But killing is the only way that he's ever really known how to survive. That's kind of what he's just had to do. I really liked this anime and seeing all the dynamics between him and Griffith. Griffith is a very fascinating character. Just seeing the levels he goes to to reach his ambition is crazy. And... The relationship that he develops with Guts is really unique, and they have a really strong bond, and Guts tries to separate himself from Griffith to become his equal, and that starts this downward spiral of events that's really crazy. Before I had watched this anime, you know, I've heard all the time how great of a villain Griffith is, and I would say throughout most of the series, he's not exactly a villain. He does villainous things for ambition, but it was a great anime. Anime. It was so good.
0: I really love Guts theme. Yes. It's so otherworldly.
1: Yeah the, the music sad. is beautiful though. ST is beautiful. When I think of him that's kind of what I think of. You have this guy who's strong and fighting in this mercenary group and that's just kind of what he's done his whole life and he agreed to follow Griffith and then as he started reflecting on things he's like this isn't necessarily what I want with my life. This is all I've ever known and this is what I'm good at. So Also, the opening is fantastic. I've been listening to that all the time. I literally showed that to me. Yes, I listened to like a hour long repeated version of it because I love it so much. (laughs) It's like, it's like yes, YouTube. Thank you for telling me that this exists because I've been listening to this a bunch, just repeating the same short clip of it, and then you're like, hey, Spiral. There's this whole hour long version of it. I think it's funny. There's a line in there that's like, put your glasses on. Nothing will be wrong. Yeah, you said <laughs> that all the time. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, no. Guts, but I put my glasses on and everything was wrong. <laughs> Guts, why? You lied to me. You lie. The song lied to me. Great anime overall. If you haven't watched it, you totally should. Specifically, the 1997 version is the one I'm talking about. I'm not talking about the CGI one. We don't talk about that here. Another classic I watched, Yu Yu Hakusho finally finished it. I've been watching this with my friend for like over a year and a half on and off, partially because of the pandemic. We didn't get to watch it together for months, and then we've just been watching a bunch of other stuff. It took us forever, but yesterday we binged 20 episodes in one day, and we got through it, and it was fantastic. I loved it. This might be another top 10 show for me, or at least really close to the top 10. I'll have to reevaluate my top 10. I know this is one you've seen also, but it's been a long I haven't time for you
0: i don't know if i've seen every episode but i've seen enough to know the yeah. general arcs yeah and i've got to say it shocks me that he went on to make hunter hunter and both of us love yu yu Hakusho and don't feel as strongly about hunter hunter
1: let's we won't talk about Hunter, sorry, hunter sorry. And during i don't want i don't want to take it but don't it's like hate it but <laughs>
0: what what what's so different i don't understand
1: well first of all the characters are all fantastic the group Mm -hmm. of four yusuke Kubara, karama hiei their dynamics are all hilarious i really like the villains too i liked the depth that they went into with the villains i felt like they were not one-dimensional i will say i feel like the sensui arc ended a little bit on like a anticlimactic note since we just gets taken away to the eternity with, with the guy that was in love with him and that's kind of it and it's revealed that he didn't really want to kill all the humans he wanted to create a bridge between demon world and human world which was cool i guess but it just seemed like there's this whole build up about how he wanted to kill all the humans and there's this big deal and then it just kind of ends So I don't know, I was a little disappointed by that, but I think that it was a good thing for Yusuke's character development because then he had to really explore what he wanted to do and the next arc takes place and they go to Demon World, him and Hiei and Kurama and that's kind of the ending part where they all meet up with like the Demon Kings and they have another tournament. I swear the author of this anime of Hunter Hunter and of Yu Yu Show is obsessed with tournaments. There are so many fighting tournaments. But the last tournament was really good. It didn't keep going as long as the demon tournament arc, which was nice. And we got to see some people from the demon tournament arc return. I thought it ended overall really well. I was proud of Kuwabara for coming back and Focusing on his studying and working on trying to become a better version of himself instead of just being a delinquent all the time. I was super proud of him. I felt emotional. I'm like, oh wow, he's growing up. He's learning. And then it ends with Yusuke coming back as he promised after three years and Keiko running to his arms and giving him a kiss and they're all on the beach together with all their friends and it ends on like this really happy sweet note. I loved it. All the characters, amazing. All the different arcs, really good. I don't really have much to complain about with it and Kuwabara, obviously best character. That's all I got to say. Yusuke's a close second. So last but not least you and I watched Awari Monogatari part one and Koyomi Monogatari and then we have watched one episode of the second season of Awari Monogatari.
0: What are you thinking of the end of Monogatari?
1: Man I feel like we've been watching this series for so long like on and off the different parts for like years now and I'm feeling a little sad that it's coming to an end, honestly.
0: I mean, it's not really coming to an end, but it is coming to an end.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is and it isn't. It was crazy just watching Koyomi Monogatari, just watching these cute little side stories, living life, and then all of a sudden... <laughs> Guyen's like I'm gonna murder you and just kills Araghi. I'm like, dude, that came out of nowhere.
0: That particular thing tries to remind you of all that you've been through watching the show of being like, remember when Hanakawa had long hair and glasses? Remember best when version of Hanakawa. Senjo Gahara hated Aragi, The start of when she hated him. <laughs> remember when <laughs> yeah, when the same? snail was alive. Remember when Kambaru was Kambaru? I don't know.
1: In Awari Monogatari, it was so crazy seeing Shinobu and Kambaru meet each other. Yeah. Kambaru was not holding back. She was just like, lady, you need to go talk to that guy who was your first servant because you need to settle things with him. You're not being very true to yourself. She was just packing a punch and Shinobu was not about it. And then she did come around and respected her, but all the drama we saw with sodachi that was crazy Finding oh yeah she's the only her one that, parents and she's
0: the only one that doesn't have a supernatural event yeah that was uh, really sad. Is her supernatural event i guess
1: yeah that was a really sad story that her mom dying and just refusing to eat that was really sad and her not realizing it for so long
0: I didn't notice it the first time I watched it, but there are just fours everywhere in the design. Her bookshelves make fours. Really? The chairs, the tables, they all make the number four. The house she used to live in has windows where one of them's lit up and then it ends up making the number four. It's everywhere if you look for it. It's just kind of crazy to me. I didn't even notice that at all, but it's so plain to see if you look for it. But if you don't look for it, it just looks like there's triangles. And you're wondering, why is everything a triangle?
1: Because four means death, right?
0: It's their unlucky number, like 13. They'd live on the 13th floor. They'd go to the 13th floor of a hotel any day. Who cares? But four, uh uh-oh.
1: Really? I did not know that. That's crazy. I love how they design things in Monogatari. I think that it's so cool and they do such a good job of making literally everything so visually interesting. I thought her story was interesting, although I'm kind of glad that we've sort of moved on from it into this next part of Aragi's story, which is being separated now from Shinobu. And gotta say, I love seeing fully restored yeah, Shinobu in this last episode of Owari Monogatari season two I'm, that I watched. I'm
0: glad you say that because I don't think that's the last you see a fully restored Shinobu. I think she continues to have good moments.
1: I'm excited. I loved her in Kizu Kizumonogatari, the movies. And so when I think of Shinobu, to me, that's my favorite version of her her full version and she's just so cool her outfit looks so so awari
0: and zoku have some great shinobu moments great
1: i'm glad to hear that there are so many good things in awari monogatari her old servant was very interesting that was just a cool background story to learn and a reminder that she's choosing aragi like how strong their relationship was Overall, I really did enjoy these last two Monogatries. I think they've been some of my favorites because Monogatry has not always been my favorite because Aragi is just a creep half the time. But I feel like he's not been that way so much these last couple seasons and I'm glad about that it's been refreshing just being able to enjoy it without worry that he's gonna be some weirdo I mean he really was a weirdo in Owari Monogatari season two when he just found Hachikuchi again Mm -hmm. when he went down to hell
0: Yeah, that was the main moment that was super weird. I was like, bro, not again. (laughs) Other than that, it's Kamburu being creepy. (laughs) Like,
1: not again. Why are you being a creep again? But, you know, whatever. And then he he like rides up on a snake and grabs Hachikuchi by his legs. He's like, nah, girl, you're coming with me. You're coming back up with me to the living world. I loved that part.
0: I was really toying with you during that part. Playing like, oh, (laughs) It's good to see Miley again. Too bad.
1: <laughs> yeah, you kept messing with me like, oh man, it's going to be the last time we ever see her. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure Araki is not going to leave her here. There's no way he's going to let that poor little girl go back to stacking up rocks. I didn't did. think so. I, I did, did not. No, no, no. You should
0: have seen your face <laughs> when he grabbed her because he's already being lifted off the ground by both arms. There's no way he would be able to reach Maioi. And she's all the way over there. So it has you believing that there's no way it and could he happen. He
1: grabs her by his legs and is just like, <laughs> nah, girl, you come in here with me. Come up with me. I love that part.
0: I'm very excited for you to see what they do with Hachikuchi. Oh, my word. It's great. You'll see.
1: I'm excited. Oh, and it also ended by saying Ogi was... The one who wanted him killed? Oh yeah. What's the deal with when that? all right killed. Okay.
0: What do you think? I want to hear your predictions. What do you think the deal with Ogi is? What's her angle? Is she trying to get I think she's at trying to... Is it all focused on Adaragi? Is she against Adaragi? Is she
1: I think she's trying to get rid of apparition somehow oh. and she wants them all gone. And Kanakawa was one at one point. Oh yeah. She... is. So is Kambaru.
0: She doesn't really hate on Gahara at all. No. It's just the apparitions.
1: Yep. So I think that's her deal. No matter what her motivations for things are, she's on my bad list because she insulted my girl Hanakawa. So never forgiving her for that. Basically calling her washed up, saying she used to be in her prime, saying these really mean things about her, acting like she's not as smart as her. It made me really mad.
0: Here's the thing. Hanakawa is not the only person who's been suspicious of Ogi. That's the puzzle I really want to ask you. Why is it that Araragi seems to get hypnotized by her and can't help but talk to her and answer her questions? I don't know. Why is she being so helpful? Or is she being helpful?
1: I don't think she's being helpful. It's almost like she's leading him down a path to separate him from the others. Hmm. She's trying to put a, like a wedge between him and Hanakawa at times. Is
0: that what it is? Are you sure?
1: I don't know. It's like she's trying to help him tie up a bunch of loose ends. Yeah,
0: that it is like that, huh.
1: But why? I think she's trying to prepare him for something. I don't know if that has to do with Maymay Mei Mei, though, cuz that's his niece. Is Maymay Mei Mei secretly a bad guy?
0: I don't know if Maymay's Mei a bad guy or not.
1: He better not be a bad guy, I would cry. I don't think he is. I love Maymay. I don't know what her deal is yet. I feel like she's very suspicious. I don't trust her. I don't think she's leading Araki down a good path. I think she's trying to trick him. I just don't know for what reason, though, yet. It does feel like she's trying to separate him from everybody.
0: Well, you haven't felt that way about all the other girls yet, have you? So why would you feel suspicious about her in particular? She's
1: a very suspicious character. She, like, swoops in and tries to take on the role of the other girls in some ways. Hmm. She seems to always be in control of every conversation she's in. And she has this way of making Aragi just tell her stuff and have his guard down. And it's very weird. He's not usually like that. Except with Hanakawa he is. But even her, he's not this much unguarded.
0: True. It's like Hanakawa only knows what she knows. But with Ogi, it's not about what she knows. It's about what Aaragi knows. Because she doesn't know anything. It's about what Aaragi knows. Why does she say that? I don't know anything. It's about what Aaragi knows.
1: I feel like she's being manipulative.
0: Why would you be like, oh, it's not about me, it's about what you're thinking?
1: Because she's trying to avoid showing her hand. She doesn't want him to know what she knows. Gotcha. She's a mystery to me.
0: Yeah, she's the biggest mystery of Monogatari.
1: I'm interested to learn more about her, but I definitely do not trust her, and she's on my bad list forever. She said things about Hanakawa I could never forgive. I'm excited to see what happens we'll have to continue watching Owari Monogatari hopefully we'll get it finished soon and then we can move on to Zuko we'll see see how it all goes
0: well I can't 100% guarantee that you'll have every answer by the end of Owari but if you feel unsatisfied that every answer is answered I gotta say Zoku I feel like will answer the rest
1: good All right, well, that does it for this episode of Talk No Jutsu. So thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening.